All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest in Future Titan today, I cannot even sit in my chair. I'm so excited. Dan Roshan, all the way from beautiful Virginia. Dan, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. It's an honor to be here. This is great. And I can't wait to just dive into the series of questions. Really, everybody out there to get to know you as a man, as a professional, and really just kind of weave so much knowledge and greatness from this mind, everybody. So uh, stay tuned. You're in for a huge treat here, whether you're watching or listening. So uh, Dan, I guess without further ado, let's just start with the first question, kind of telling everybody a little bit about yourself. All right. So, um, so before I tell about myself, Greg, I'm going to like do a little <laughs> recording of that introduction and I'm going to put it by my bedside because you have oh. such a soothing voice. Get right? out you of have here. like that bedtime, uh, that bedtime <laughs> voice. I love that. man. I, Dan, I appreciate you. I love you, man. I, I can't, <laughs> I've, ne I've never heard that one before, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. About me. I, uh, my name is Dan Roshan and I have been in real estate sales since 2007. Love it. I have uh, done, you know, I've done a lot of different things in real estate sales. I owned a, a rather large brokerage for 10 of those uh, years since 2007. Hmm. Um, I've had a lot of success. I've had a lot of uh, learning opportunities. Some sure. others may call those failures. And um, you know, it's just like what we were talking about, you know, in the hmm. sort of the pregame here, it's, I always endeavor to do my very best and to, you know, to help other real estate agents to do the same. Gosh, That's a beef brow. Brief. You, know, you know, I love that though, but it's so true. And there, you're just a wealth of knowledge and we're going to pick that apart and really kind of dissect everything. So Dan, from the beginning of, of your real estate career, what was your thought process? Why real estate? What yeah. got you involved? And, and again, to where you are to today. All right. So I remember, so at the time, this was like the end of 2006. Okay that, well, not the end of 2006, the summer of 2006, that I remember the, um, I had really had this vision in my head. I was working at the, at a high end steakhouse. Okay. And I didn't see the way for the future, you know, so I'm in my early thirties at the time. Okay. And I really had this, this strong desire to be an entrepreneur. I knew I was an entrepreneur when I was in my young twenties. And I found these not too long ago, I had like business plans, Sure. that I wrote in the, when I was in the young twenties to do like bed and breakfasts and that type of stuff. I did market research and they were like in this binder. I went through those about a year ago. I was like, man, that's pretty good. Right. You know, like, like I didn't, but I didn't know how to get there. Hmm. Right. You know, so I knew that, that I was, uh, that I was intended to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, to be able to help people to solve their problems, to be able to help people to reach their goals. And as a waiter, you know, I didn't see the way, right. You know, I wanted to be, have significance. Okay. Um, a little bit before that, I was a very active alcoholic. And, okay. um, you know, so that was around 2005. Right. I gave up alcohol. And that's when I started the journey wow. of trying to figure out like, okay, what's next? Wow. Took me about a year and a half. I went, I went to business fairs. I met franchise owners. And I realized I'm like, okay, um, it's going to be like a quarter million to $500,000 to be able to, to invest into a business, right? And I, I didn't have that, obviously, as a waiter. You know, sure. I made a good living, right? But, you know, not that good of a living. Right. And, uh, you know, apparently nobody was willing to loan me uh, a waiter, you know, a quarter million dollars. I can't, hmm. you know, can't imagine why sure. they couldn't do that. But, you know, besides. What's wrong with this world? Come on. <laughs> 
Uh, and so anyway, so, uh, so I realized, hey, a 60-hour course, a 2,000 bucks or so, unlimited opportunity and income, the ability to build a business. And that's what got me into real estate sales. Unreal. Right. And so then once I got in real estate sales, first six months, really tough. Okay. Uh, uh, November, 2007, I got my license. My first closing was April, 2008. I remember wow. going to my broker, Karen, and with my wallet and my credit card pulled out. I'm like, Karen, I'm about to pay my mortgage with this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Dan, just keep doing what you're doing. All right. And I had this sinking, like I had this feeling in my, in my stomach, you know, like, of just, I was scared, man. Wow. And, and I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to pay my mortgage. Like literally I was going to pay it on my credit card. Hmm. I was like, did I make a mistake? Um, and she just encouraged me. She said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. She was right. And that was April, 2008. And then a year later, I had a lot of success in that year. And okay. I was uh, so much success. I was able to actually buy the brokerage that I worked for. Wow. And, uh, and so that was my journey then as a broker, uh, a brokerage owner. Um, and then also as an agent. Okay. And unbelievable, you know, story. I mean, truly just getting involved into it and your kind of evolution as it were through your life and and your career. And Dan, you've helped not only, you know, countless amount of buyers and sellers and, and, you know, other real estate professionals throughout the world and communities that you serve, but in turn through heavy into education and coaching and strategy. So would you mind talking about kind of your progression through your career as a realtor, but then obviously, you know, continuing as a, as a top coach and really just, you know, strategizing sure. with the best and brightest. Yeah. Thanks for that question, Greg. So if you take it backwards, uh, so, so, you know, that first year I had the success, I bought the brokerage mm-hmm. and then, at the time, I had 20% of the brokerage of an ownership, okay. yet the other owners had asked for me to be the operating partner. Wow. And so I had like less ownership than they did and all the responsibility. Um, and that goes know. back to just, you know, it's like greed and fear. You know, mm-hmm. if I was to backtrack, I know you're going to ask me about learning opportunities before, but I got plenty sure. of them. So don't worry about Love that. It. I'll give Love you, it. Right. So, <laughs> so like if I, you know, at the time, I think I, I, I was fearful that I wouldn't have the other opportunity to be able to buy the bro- buy a brokerage or, or oh. be, you know, uh, in that position. I learned through the years that that was a, uh, a it was a, a something that got in my way, right? Hmm. Because if I was a backtrack, I probably would have slowed that down and got the sales team organized uh, before I bought the brokerage because essentially oh. I was chasing two rabbits. Wow. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, my third year in business I was able to close 109 transactions. Now this was in the, the time of, um, short sales. Uh, I went, I flew out to Dallas, uh, Texas, okay. met a, um, an asset manager out there. He hmm. jokingly said to me, there's no way I can help you in Virginia yet. If you were licensed in, uh, Arizona, Nevada, what was it? Arizona, Nevada, Detroit, Florida, or California, I could, you know, feed you business all day. And I looked at him, I said, are you serious? He wow. said, yeah. Next, uh, next month, I flew out to Arizona, spent 30 days getting my license there, back to Dallas and knocked, hey, I got my license. <laughs> oh, wow. And at that point, he was just like, like, there was no way he couldn't, you know, I guess he could have, right? But that would have been really bad. Right. Um, so I was able to get an REO account in Arizona, set up a team mm-hmm. out there, and then was eventually able to do that in my local market uh, for REO accounts as well. And so wow. that was 2009. Mm-hmm. 2013, the market had shifted back into like a normal market and we had gotten going so fast, so quickly, I didn't have a chance to really, you know, get that foundation built underneath me. Okay. It was about a year and a half that we actually went backwards uh, to be able to set that, you know, reset that foundation. Um, And then um, 2018, then 2018, at that point, I realized, you know, I had to make a Sophie's choice of, Mm. 
it's either the brokers or my sales team. And the reality of it was, was I was not really making money with the brokers. I was had much, you know, I was doing okay. I was doing well uh, yeah. with the, uh, with the sales team. Sold the, and not only that, but I knew that, that I wasn't able to serve the agents within the brokerage in mm. the capacity that they deserved. Okay. And, and so I, um, you know, partnered with a, with a gentleman named Mike Coffey, who, who I've known for years. And mm. I felt that he could be a better leader for them than myself wow. um, at that time and uh, sold the brokerage to him and, you know, still have a small amount of, you know, various different things. Sure. Um, but at that time I uh, went out to meet a mentor of mine and mm. he had asked for me to write down everything that I had um, learned, wow. which I did. And uh, that's where uh, real estate evolution came from, which is, uh. This is the journey right here that tells agents how, you know, how to scale, how to uh, leverage, and also talks about my journey as well as um, a lot of personal development in there also. Uh, well, I, I mean, you had mentioned that and brought that up, and I think this is a beautiful segue into in this portion. For anybody who's listening and not watching, so Dan just held up uh, Real Estate Evolution. It's his book. He's a phenomenal author, and this thing is absolutely just a wealth of knowledge crammed full of amazing information. So, Dan, what was the... What was the thought, obviously, when you were writing that and kind of going through that process and what can everybody expect when they, you know, go to buy this and where can they get it and that sort of thing? Sure. Um, well, the easy one is www.therealestateevolution.com. It's also on Amazon. Oh, and it's on Audible. That took me uh, about six months through coronavirus to get that approved. Wow. Uh, they, 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 well, they had some challenges. Oh, you know, understood. Like, that's not sure. a, you know, not a, not a you know, dig at them. <laughs> right. um, you know, uh, it just, they, they had a hard time getting it up on Audible. Mm. Um, uh, but the process of writing it was, as I mentioned, my mentor had challenged me to do so. Mm. It, yeah, he didn't challenge me really to write a book. I thought I was writing a series of eBooks. Sure. And, and so I, I, I wrote a class, which mm. at the time was the seven steps to real estate sales. And I don't remember what I called it, right? But it, okay. that was essentially what it was. Hmm. Taught the class probably four or five times to, you know, various agents, you know, in the region. And then about the fourth or fifth time, I got, you know, as comfortable with the content. I had it filmed. It was a three-hour class. Wow. Had it transcribed. And then that was the foundation of it. Again, at the time, I thought it was an ebook. Love and then that. I started to write. And as I started to write, I remembered, um, you know, I didn't know where the finish line was. Hmm. And about three, four months into it, I realized, oh my goodness, like I'm actually writing a book, wow. right? Like I didn't even, you know, I didn't have that vision and that's unusual for me, right? Sure. Normally I have a clarity of where I was going. So it was around that time that I said, you know, really, you know, brainstormed to get the vision of where I was going. Hmm. And, um, you know, as I was writing, it took me 13 months to write. It was, I wrote every single day and it was an average of three hours. Unreal. I remember seeing John Maxwell on stage and he, you know, is an author and mm -hmm. he had, he was, he was, uh, coaching real estate agents, right. In regards to like the, the, you know, time on task and just do it every single day. And he's like, he, as an author, he says, you know, even if it's five minutes a day, if it's Christmas, I'm going to write. If it's Thanksgiving, if it's my birthday, if it's my anniversary, sure. it doesn't mean that you have to do it for 14 hours. Right. It just means even five minutes. Hmm. And that is like, you know, chopping down that tree. That's a, the, uh, the, the, the intention that you have to have on it. Wow. Which is what I, I, you know, incorporated. And then, you know, so 13 months later, uh, book was launched and that's where we are today. Oh gosh, Dan, I, I love that. And again, it just kind of, it happened to come to fruition. And again, it's interesting as your perspective is uh, you can, 
usually see far and you can kind of look to that, but this kind of happened. Um, but some of the best innovations happen through that necessity of just kind of going through the process and, um, gosh, I mean, I just can't wait for everybody to kind of dive in and, and really enjoy that, uh, that book and, and just really some of the takeaways. So again, everybody, I'm going to have in links in the comments down below. So the real estate and that'll be down in links below. So you can go on Amazon, anywhere that you need to go to pick that up and get some more information directly. And please don't be afraid to reach out to Dan as well. Not Absolutely. sorry under the bus, Dan, but hey, you know, <laughs> hopefully everybody can engage with you and learn from the best. And we're, we're just getting started, everybody. That was question one, just so you know. So let's, <laughs> let's keep moving forward, Dan. And I, I want everybody to dive a little bit deeper into you as a man and, yeah. and what really drives you. So the second question is the why, right? What drives you, what motivates you, what gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? I, was, uh, I had a conversation about a week ago with a very, very, uh, two very talented gentlemen. Okay. Uh, and they, it, it was for the purpose of, um, they were encouraging me to join their brokerage. Okay. And they had asked me, why did you not, you know, consider this in the past? Mm -hmm. uh, and I was having a conversation just like this. And mm -hmm. I obviously I can't do this right now because it would be too distracting. Sure. Uh, but in that context, it was zoom conversation, very similar to this. I, mm -hmm. I took my computer. I said, hold on. And I walked outside right over here and mm -hmm. I walked around the back and, and I showed them, I said, okay, do you see that? And they said, yes. I said, that's my mom's house that I built for her. Wow. Okay. Now I'm in Northern Virginia, which is a really populated area. Okay. Okay. And so, um, so I'm, fortunate and grateful to be able to live on a, a you know, a, a very large lot, five acres. Love it. I've got this beautiful view in front of me. That's 15 acres of a view in front of me. Hmm. Um, and for years, my why, and was probably maybe, well, we'll backtrack for years. It was yeah. get this house. Sure. All right. That was probably a 15 year journey. Wow. And then it was probably about a three year journey to be able to, uh, to, to, to build my mom's house. Hmm. And that's what I focused on every single day. Huh. And now I'm focusing on building a pool for my daughter. She's okay. nine years old and I want to have that pool done when she's still young enough to enjoy it. Now those are tangible, like hmm. wise. Sure. The, the less tangible and the overarching in all of that, because because I've always had two whys, right? Okay. So I've had like a like a, here's a goalpost right now, mm -hmm. and here's something that's a larger endeavor, and that is to open up doorways for others. Wow! And, and what I mean by that was, it took me a long time to really figure out my big overarching why. And I was talking to a coach, right? Because mm -hmm. that's you know I know that you know I've always had a coach at least one to two or three sure. and I was talking to a coach one day and she said to me she said Dan you know what's important in your life personally mm -hmm. and I said my wife and my daughter and she said okay what talk about your relationship with your daughter like let's talk about that you know what's sure. important to you in that relationship mm -hmm. and as we talked I realized to say listen I, I don't know if she's going to go to Harvard I don't know if she's going to be a housewife I don't know if she's going to be a waitress and frankly I don't care Sure. However, what I do care is that whatever ambition that she wants, that that doorway is, is open for her. Wow. Okay. Hmm. And so, and, and because she's, you know, she's, a, I adopted her in, in, and so she doesn't have that nature wow. of me. Sure. Like I, I don't have any nature to give her. I only have nurture to give her. Hmm. And so if her nature allows for her to live life at a high level, my job is to nurture her to be able to see that potential within herself. Wow. And hopefully step into that. Okay. Sure. I'm going to encourage her. I'm not going to push her through the doorway, mm -mm. but I never want to make, I always want to make sure that she has a doorway in front of her open. Hmm. 
So back, you know, so, so I'm talking to the coach and she yeah. says, okay, well, how does that apply to your business? Hmm. And that was the aha. Yeah. Great that question. was like, oh my goodness, that's it. And I had struggled with this big why, you know, hmm. the overarching why for years. And I said, okay, I got it. Right. And so then, you know, for probably the last, I don't know, eight or nine years, what's gotten me up every day and excited besides, you know, getting those tangible goals mm -hmm. was to be able to open up doorways for others in regards mm -hmm. to, you know, helping real estate agents to live the very best version of themselves. Sure. That's what's, you know, that's what the, uh, the big, big why has been. Well, Dan, and I, I want to address a couple of those uh, in particular. So obviously you're talking about the tangibles and, and I think that having those, those tangible goals are, are, are huge for so many producers and professionals in all industries. And I think that that's just heavy encouragement to hit that and then plant another one, hit that and keep moving forward. The, the intangibles, however, when you're talking about, you know, your family, you're talking about your mom, you're talking about your daughter. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that you're saying there, Dan. And obviously it's, it's such a driving force and, and a very, very heartfelt why. Um, I love the fact that you're talking about opening doors and, and just really, um, you know, showing that nurture portion to your daughter and, and, and in the adoption, uh, you know, kind of mentality, I think is, I think is wonderful to, to project. And for anybody out there who's watching or listening, a mom or dad, parents at all, I'm a firm believer that it's not even so much of what's inside of them or, or those sorts of things. It's the example that we're setting as parents, right? I mean, your daughter, Dan, is, is watching you and what you've done with your life and what you continue to do, whether she realizes it or not, whether she says it or not, it's a huge example for her. So yeah. And I realize, and thank you for pointing that out, Greg, because yeah. I actually go through that in the book and, and uh, because I, you know, about, I say the book is about a third of personal development, a third of, of like, here's how, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and that's for new agents, season agents, top producers, you know, rainmakers. Sure. And then, and then about a third of it is, is, um, uh, is, is just, you know, really just the, um, the encouragement, right. You know, right. like, here's the how, here's my personal story and here's the personal development. Okay. And so in that, per, in the, in the section of that personal development, I use an example and you talk about the modeling Yeah. and I'm, you utilize this to be, you know, to make a point about something else I was talking about in the book yet. I was right. sharing that, you know, between the ages of one to seven that we as human beings, that we are at that point, we're, we're basically being programmed. Hmm. Okay. So that's our developmental stage. And sure. then my daughter has just recently entered into the within the last couple of years into the modeling stage. Hmm. And so she'll be in that stage from about seven to 13 wow. where now it's like what she observes is what she's, is what's going to become like, how do I treat my wife? Hmm. That's almost more important than anything. Sure. Uh, if I'm at the stoplight driving my car and I'm checking my Facebook, well, you know what? I can't expect her when she's 16 <laughs> or 17 to not do the same. <laughs> right. Okay. Cause she's learning from daddy right now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I put my, my phone in the, in the, in the glove box. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when she turns about 13 and for ladies, it goes up to around 22 for men, because we're knuckleheaded, it goes up to about 27. Makes sense. <laughs> that's socialization. Sure. And that's where the friends are able to, uh, to be able to impact the growth of, of us as humans. Wow. And so if you are a parent and I know this, you know, this isn't real estate, but again, it's about being right. the best version of yourself. Correct. And you understand what stage that your children are in, then you can be able to adapt how you're communicating with them. So, so when your children are, you know, nine or 10, you should be planning for when they're going to be 13 mm -hmm. because once they get into socialization, there's really not much that a parent can do except, um, encourage and influence the, uh, the environments that they're in. 
Wow. Okay. And so, so when you, so right now, what's most important, I, mean, I had a conversation with my daughter two days ago. Okay. I said, a, I was talking about her. I said, okay, what are your friends? A, B, and C. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, again, my daughter's nine years old and she said her top three friends. And I recognized, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I just called it. I said, okay, A is, is, is really, you know, she lies a lot. Mm-hmm. And B, she's influenced you. She's, she has, she's a bad influence. Wow. And C, she's really a fun person to be around and do, is not a bad influence and doesn't lie. Hmm. Am I, am I, am I right about that, honey? And she's like, yeah, daddy. Cause you know, we have that tight relationship. It wasn't conflicting anything like that. Wow. And I said, okay. in in every morning before I go to work, I tell her, I said, uh, I say, you know, I want you to have the best day of your life today. Hmm. I want you to be grateful today. I want you to help someone today. And I want you to make good choices. Wow. I've said that to her every single morning Hmm. uh, since she's been born, you know, or at least since I've, you know, met her. Yeah. And so, uh, so when I was having that conversation yesterday or two or three days ago, I say, okay, so it's A, B or C. and, Hmm. And, and so I'm, you can, you can hang out with whoever you want to right? and who would be the best choice hmm. again. Like, so she has control over that. She's like, Oh, with that, I think C. I was like, well, I, I encourage that. <laughs> I think that's a good choice. I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right. And so that's, that's my philosophy. And, and hmm. so I take those philosophies into, you know, like working with clients hmm. or working uh, with agents, you know, it's the same philosophy, right? It sure. doesn't have to just be with children. Right. Mm-hmm. Yet it does apply there. Yeah. I, and I agree, Dan. I mean, people are people and thought process is thought process and it doesn't matter what age range that's in and good decisions and okay. And not so good decisions. They're all across the board, but I think that, you know, we're diving into the applicable portion and everybody's kind of favorite time frame in the Titans interview. So I do want to get into this part because I know that there's just so much knowledge that you can share. And obviously we probably have just a whole episode on this one question, but I do want to dive into it. So Dan, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose a few things that you added or implemented to your business that you really saw it grow or scale, what's that look like for you? What advice would you give to the, the newer agent or the, the seasoned pro? I, what's in your head that way? Uh, well, let me, let me share with you what I would have said to myself, which is sure. maybe different than that newer agent or the seasoned pro. Yeah, I love it's it. Really, and, and I you know, could certainly share with that as well. But there's really two things that come into my mind okay. where, where certainly everything's a learning opportunity. Mm. And what I learned to say, if I did this differently, then, you know, then, then maybe my journey would have been uh, more fruitful, you know, or, or whatever the case, or easier. Sure. Um, and I'm still grateful for having those learning experiences. The two things that come to mind is, is number one is um, I understood early on that the key to a lot of business was mm-hmm. to look for a lot of business. And I had the, um, you know, I had the misperception that I could find a lot of business. I could throw, and then I could find some agents and I could throw that business over my shoulder mm-hmm. and they would catch it. And then we would go to closing and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Well, the mistake that I made early on was I didn't put the same intention into finding the right people. Wow. Okay. okay. And so, so if I was a new agent today and I was an ambitious new agent, right? Now, mm-hmm. this is different than I'm just trying to figure out how to survive. This is somebody that was sitting there saying, I want the biggest life possible, hmm. right? And then, then I would suggest to sit there and say, as a new agent, you know, spend 90% of your time looking for business and 10% looking for relationships. And then as you develop into that season agents, you want to get that closer to 50, 50. And then as wow. a top producer, it should be more 90, 10 hmm. in that, in that evolution. Okay. Wow. Um, so it's about the people. 
Hmm. Okay. Into the people that you're working with, the agents right. that you bring on, the staff that you bring on, the marketing people that you bring on, the, hmm. the client care people that you bring on. Right. So if I would have realized that sooner in my career, I would have solved a lot of headaches wow. or, 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 you know, avoided them. Sure. Second thing that I learned, you know, early on, um, because as I mentioned to you, I, you know, I bought the brokerage. I was only an agent for a year and a half. Wow. Um, and I think I sort of touched on that earlier where mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that. Sure. Uh, just, it, it wasn't that it, I would have waited. Right. Okay. And, and I would have sat there and said, you know what, let me, let me wait to, to, to develop what I'm working on right now. So that it's more mm-hmm. stable and sustainable and then do the next so that I can focus my energy, 95% of my energy into one thing at a time. Wow. All right. And so, so that's what I really learned was, okay, do one thing at a time. Mm. And, and, and you doesn't mean that you have to only do one thing. Sure. Right. It's just one thing at a time. Right. And you know, that's what I learned through that experience. No, I mean, but Dan, that that's applicable information. And again, takeaways for everybody to utilize and look at through the process of, you know, not necessarily going back and changing anything. And again, but just perspective that you would say, you know, if you're ambitious and you want to get after it, having that, you know, 90, 10, and then 50, 50, and then back to the 90, 10, the other way, I think is, is beautiful. And that makes a ton of sense. People that are, are having a hard time with that reach out to Dan, right? I mean, absolutely visit the site, get the book, all those things. But I think that that is just priceless information. But then if you look at it from the standpoint there's always a, a, a right and a wrong time, but we don't necessarily always know that. And at the time, that opportunity presented itself. And you oh, yeah. walked through the door and you did what you did. You learned what you learned and that's okay. But I think perspective is great. And I think that what we focus on becomes our strengths, right? And, and that's be, that becomes what grows is what we focus on. So I, I love the fact that you're mentioning these things. And, you know, people need to hear these from true pros, people who've walked the talk, they've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. So Dan, I, I love that you're, you know, kind of giving that food for thought and, and diving deeper into it. Now, when it comes to, before we move on to the next question, I do want to talk a little bit about um, getrocksolidcoaching.com uh, and you specifically into taking so much knowledge, so many tools and, and thought processes and educating the best practices for real estate professionals. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so basically, so, so get rock, get rock solid coaching.com is a combination of a lot of interviews like this of the, of the top minds in the real estate industry, Love it. And not just in real estate industry, but also in thought process. Mm. Right. You know, I've interviewed hypnosis or hypnotists rather on there. I've Very interviewed cool half billionaires on there. I've mm. interviewed, you know, real estate agents that are doing 2000 transactions on there or sure. 400 or 500, whatever the case may be really high minded individuals, because I've mm. always had the philosophy. One of the, one of the things that I learned from, uh, from the former CEO of the company that I belong to, mm. he hammered this in. It was like, look, I'm not slowing down for you. I'm going to talk at the highest of levels mm-hmm. and your job is to catch up with me, catch mm. up to me. And if you fall short, well, guess what? You still probably got further than what you, than what you wanted. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. Great. And so I'm only going to talk at the highest of levels. And so I've taken the philosophy with get rock solid coaching to do the same. Right. Okay. And so we're going to talk at the highest of levels to learn from the very, very best people. Mm. But if you sit there and you, and you sort of break all this apart, you know, through the years and you go back to the book of what, what's in there is, 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 you know, real estate evolution is, is the 10 step guide to CPI. So what is CPI? That's consistent, predictable income. 
Love it. Right? So that's the proprietary systems that we utilize to be able to have a predictable future. Hmm. Okay. And so then, you know, on, on that website, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's, it's taking and documenting. Okay. And it doesn't matter where you are in your career. Again, beginner, uh, seasoned top producer, rainmaker, right? It's going to speak to where you are because at the beginning it's going to be about lead. Well, at the beginning is going to be about personal development. Okay. And then you're going to stack on top of that personal development. And, and here's where most people start is on a lead generation. Interesting. Right. Well, for me, it's like, if you don't have a really, really good foundation of your personal development and I, I teach you hacks in personal development, Beautiful. right? I teach you about, okay, here's the program. Let's see the thoughts, which lead to the feelings, hmm. actions, results, which feed back into the programming. Okay. Hmm. Well, where's the hack? Well, the hack is because that's a circular reference, right? You right. can't get out of that easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you have great, great feelings, then you're going to, um, then you're going to have um, great, the program leads to the feelings Then you're going to have the, the uh, thoughts. So if you have great feelings, you're going to have great thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if you have, you know, poor feelings, bad feelings, you're going to have bad thoughts, right? Sure. So it's yeah. hard to sort of get into that. So it's like, how do you, how do you get out of that? Well, you can hit that programming. You can hit mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, you can exercise you, the people that you surround yourself with reading, mm-hmm. a meditation, all these types of things, right? So that's, that's how you sort of get out of that. And that's one of the wow. things that, that we teach, you know, in the book, mm-hmm. also on the website as well, just okay. to give you an example. Yeah. But Dan, that, that's incredible. And again, I just, I, I want to shed as much light on what you do and who you are for the audience as possible, because it's so valuable and there's so many takeaways and action items there. So please visit the site, check out the book. I mean, we'll have links in the comments down below. I, I want to keep, uh, keep that in mind for everybody out there. So uh, it's easy to access Dan and everything that he's talking about today. So Dan, I do want to shift gears on the tone of the particular. Hey, industry. all right. So here, Party we time. <laughs> here we go. It's, I it's, don't know. Is that it, the right direction? It, it could be. It could be. It depends on what your challenge is. It might be a party. It might not be, but this okay. is the challenge question. Now, at the end of the day, we all have them. We all have struggles, whether they're personal, professional, no one's exempt. Yeah. In the past, we're dealing with it now or into the future. But I'm a firm believer, it's not so much what happens, but what we learn and grow from and what we can share from in perspective. Not to downplay pain or sorrow though, Dan. I mean, it's yeah. never a fun thing, right? But if you're comfortable sharing a challenge, whether it was personal or professional, uh, that you overcame, became stronger because of it. What's that look like for you? I had um, a really talented person that uh, was was working for me and in, in, in leading the brokerage that I owned. Okay. And this individual and I were oil and water. Interesting. Okay? Okay. So our chemistries were not aligned. Hmm. And she was a really talented person. Okay. Okay. And so... I made the decision because we were so conflicting Mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to be successful moving forward. Uh, As a result of that, the, there was a lot of pain that I had experienced with people leaving the organization after, you know, after we parted ways. Sure. So what I learned, well, before I tell you what I learned, which is really about the experience of every single time that, you know, somebody would leave the, the, the place, you know, I felt like, okay, I hit rock bottom. Wow. And I would have that feeling in my gut, like, you know, like, okay, like it can't get any worse than this. Hmm. Right. It felt like, you know, I mean, it was, it was the feelings were just horrific. Wow. And then, and then, and then the next, you know, week, another person, and then I felt like there was, would leave us. And then I felt like there was another bottom. Okay. And, and I, I just felt like, 
you know, it was like when I thought I was low as I could get, the rug got pulled out from me another half a dozen times. Wow. And I remember sitting, standing in my, um, uh, my, I was at the time, it was, a, I lived in a townhome. Sure. And I, I remember in, in my master bedroom and it was like the rug got pulled out from me one more time. Hmm. And I, it was just so painful to me. I was crying. Damn. Right. Like, like, you know, it was, um, you know, I had, I felt the pain sure. on that day. Um, and that was literally just like a, you know, a, a combination of pain, stacked on pain, stacked on pain. Right. And so what I learned from that experience was really to, to be, you know, understanding that culture is a really important piece of the relationships that you establish. Hmm. And the definition of culture, a lot of times we hear culture in the, in the business environment. And I think that we look at it inaccurately. We look at culture as a good thing. Hmm. Really what culture is, is, culture is just the way we treat each other. Wow. Okay. So that could be like great and it can also be not great. And so, um, so regardless of talent, culture and what I learned trumps talent. No, okay. No. Vision trumps, you know, vision, you got to start with a vision and it's got to mm -hmm. start with communicating that vision. Here's where we're going and then making sure that you're aligned with the right people. Hmm. So that doesn't mean that that individual was the wrong person. Right. It just meant that we didn't align. Hmm. Okay. And so that, so that was a learning opportunity that I had experienced. And, um, you know, as a result of that, I learned really, really to be critical of the relationships that I established. Okay. And then you fast forward a little bit. What I understand is that you're still not going to always get it right. Hmm in regards to relationships. And wow. so what I've learned is to get out relationships that aren't the right relationships quickly. Yeah. Well okay. Said. And then, and then pour into the relationships with the people that you align with. Hmm. Like, you know, my job is that you are going to achieve every single freaking goal of your life. Wow. Well, guess what? Before I, before that's my job, guess what I got to do? Hmm. I got to know what their goals are. Right. I've got to take the time to learn about them as per, uh, as people, hmm. right? As individuals and what are your aspirations? You know, hmm. why are you doing this? Just like you asked me, you know, why are you doing this? Sure. It doesn't have to be that big aspirational, mm -mm. right? It could be I'm doing this because my mom's sick and I got to pay for her medicine, wow. right? It could be, you know, um, you know, I got pregnant and I didn't plan for that. Sure. Right? Like, right? Whatever it is, right? That's the real, like, that's the real right there. Hmm. Okay. And so I think that too many people like ignore it and they're like in la la land and you go right. back to the why and understanding and, and working with your people of, of the why Well, opening up doorways is aspirational. Right. But it's not right. It's more of like a, it's, it's like chunking up. Yeah. Right. Like that, you know, if you're looking at the, like the hierarchy of needs in that, hmm. you know, that, that young lady that doesn't know how she's going to pay her rent, Right. What the hell does she care about opening up doorways for others? Hmm. She needs to pay her rent. Right. Right. She can't even focus on self-actualization at this point. Hmm. Okay. So you have to, you have to meet people for where they are. Wow. Right. And so that's the other, that's, you know, so that's like a sort of a long, you know, process of learnings that were sort of stacked on top of each other. Wow. But, but Dan, I mean, that's, it's incredible that you're able to share this with the audience and myself, you know, today and really understanding that perspective of what you went through. And, you know, I, I, you, you painted a picture and I, I felt your emotion when you're talking about standing in your room 
and, you know, brought you to tears and, and an emotion. It's just pain on top of pain on top of pain. And, you know, just that, that visualization of the rug getting pulled out underneath you again and again and again. And I think that so many of us have been through different things and processes in our lives and felt that way. But what, what really I think everybody should take away is that you didn't give up. You kept moving forward. You, you learned from these experiences and you became a better man, a better businessman and, and a better example from it. Um, you know, and I think that even though that's really crummy that you had to go through that. Right. And it's not something that you ever want to experience the pain or the sorrow or frustration, but that's where you really learn. Those are some of the best lessons in life. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't be the man today without that experience, Dan. So thank you, Greg. And thank you for those thoughts. You know, who else never gives up a wildebeest. (laughs) Is it a wildebeest or is it a water Buffalo? It's a wildebeest, man. (laughs) Okay. And for the listeners and the viewers, yes. I'm so sorry I slipped an inside joke there that you will not get, and I'm so oh, sorry. Gosh. But you know, kick, you know, hit me up, and I'll share that with you. Yes, you know what? This is a conversation between Dan and I. We're sharing with you, everybody out there. So, uh, Dan, I love that. I love the fact that you said that, my friend. And uh, you know, completely changed the mood, which is a good thing because this is going to the next portion. This is actually Perfect. one of my favorites. So we made it through the tough stuff. Uh, this is the travel back in time question. Now, I'm kind of a movie nerd, so sometimes I throw out there. You know, we don't have a time machine like Doc Brown and Back to the Future. However, if you did and you could go back in time, any time frame, any age range, and give younger Dan a piece of advice or two. Now, this isn't to change your life, right? Yeah. Because so, we discussed what you went through made you who you are. But what yeah. would you say to your younger self if you could say something? So if I get in my DeLorean yes. and I go backwards, <laughs> I would say that the um, – you know, I had a lot of, you know, a lot of sort of like plateaus and then um, discoveries and re, you know, like relaunching of my life. Right. You know, so, you know, in a high school, you know, I had, I had a tough time. Um, you know, I mean, I already shared with you, I was abusing alcohol. I started that like at 13 years old. Wow. Okay. And then I went into the military because I didn't see a pathway in front of me. Okay. So I turned from, you know, being Danny to being Roshan. And then I got out of the army and I went back to, well, it was like, I continued my, you know, my, my destructive ways. Sure. I mean, you know, that, that continued. And then I've already shared with you about, you know, when I launched into as an entrepreneur and as a real estate agent. Hmm. Well, so it sort of depends on which stage that, 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 that it would be in regards to the the advice I would give, but I would give you one overriding thing that I would tell Danny or I would tell Roshan or I would tell Dan in his early years. Hmm. And that would be that you're worthy. Wow. And, and, and you're worthy to do whatever it is that God put you on this planet to do as a spirit. Wow. And, and you are a spiritual being manifested in a, in a human body. Hmm. Okay. Every time that I, that I feel fear, every single time, you know, every single time that I have something that I am afraid of, I recognize, I go back to say, okay, well, first of all, is the fear keeping me safe or is the fear BS? Right. Okay. Because if it's keeping me safe, then it's appropriate. Okay. Sure. Maybe, right. Maybe there's a way to still get through something and be safe. Right. Uh-huh. But I'm afraid to put my hand on, you know, on that hot stove. Well, that's appropriate. Right. So every single time that, but I'm, but it's calling an expired listing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's nothing that I have to be safe about except, you know, following the, you know, the do not call register or whatever. Right. So every single time that I experience that fear, I remind myself that Dan, you're a spiritual being. Hmm. So who cares? Wow. 
And for some reason or another, having that awareness of, of like that I'm a spiritual being and, and, and you know, I have on my desk right here, I've got a, a you know, bunch of, you know, like four little sticky notes. One of these sticky notes says at the end of the day, will it, will it have been worth it? Wow. Right. And so, so for me, it's like, well, what, you know, it's starting with that foundation of being the very best that I can. And, and a part of that is, is understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And then endeavoring to very, be the very best version of myself and understanding those little, those little things that, that, you know, I could be fearful of hmm. and saying, well, I'm a spiritual being. I don't know what's after this. Hmm. I have no idea what's after this. Right. Okay. I have a belief sure. of what's after that. I don't have a knowledge of what's after this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, life is what I mean when I say what's after oh, this. Yeah. Sure. And so, uh, so understanding that I'm, you know, I'm just going to be like, Hey, I'm going to take the very best shot that I can be. Hmm. I'm going to not pay attention to that fear. I'm going to do action anyways. And so those would be the things that I would say would be an overriding type thing. And there's a lot of, you know, things that in, in, in the segments, but wow. uh, you're worthy and you're a spiritual being to live the very best life that God put you here to, to, to live. I, I mean, Dan, you just, you cease to amaze me just every step of the way through this conversation. You just, you went deep there, man. You went deep. And, and I love the fact that you did because that message is for everybody watching and listening, myself included right now. We can't go back. We can't change what we did and who we are and what's going on, but we can affect today. We can affect tomorrow and the lives of others around us with that mentality. You are worthy. You are a spiritual being. Keep moving forward in that. I mean, that's such beautiful messaging and advice uh, I love it, Dan. I, I love that you went deep, my friend, because not everybody does. So it's just really, really great to, to get the real information. I think it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, now, with that being said, I, I want to go a little bit deeper into your- Oh my God, I can go deeper? <laughs> yes, we, we, can, we can dig a little deeper. I know there's- I got my shovel out here, man. <laughs> here we go. Where's the backhoe? It's coming through. Yeah. When you're looking at it from that standpoint, everybody wants to tune in and learn from the Titans very specifically in their minds, right? How they're growing intellectually, what they're feeding their thoughts. And, and you talk about mindset. And again, um, th- there's variations I've heard feedback loops, positive and negative feedback loops. Yeah. Um, and what we, you know, kind of feed our minds, just like our bodies, that's who we become. So what books are you reading that you love or enjoy or have read, um, you know, podcasts you're listening to influencers or coaches, uh, Sure. mentors that you have in your life that way if there's conferences you attend physically or virtually how are you feeding your mind oh my goodness um okay well let me try, let me i will be brief okay uh first book uh think and grow rich napoleon hill love it okay that would be a foundational book for anybody sure uh one and so and so it's a been it's again it goes back to that belief system it goes back to that vision um, you know, of, of knowing where you're going to go mostly, except for when you start writing a book, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Pause, you get confused, but that's a good outcome. That's a, that's a great outcome, Dan. For sure. Uh, so, so, but either way, so, so it's about thinking and, and understanding that, uh, you know, I, I, not that I would ever want this to happen to me, but as long as my brain is still healthy, mm. I can still live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, I have a, a friend, God bless him his son, grown son, and his grown son has an infant. Uh, he uh, flipped his truck about so four or five months ago and he's paralyzed now. Oh. And, um, and he's a young man. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I get that he he doesn't he yeah I, I don't even I don't even have words for it. Okay, sure, sure. Um, but if if I was talking to that person right now, you know that may, you know not him of course right, but if somebody's listening to this or whatever. Um, you know, it, it really is going to depend on where they were in their lives in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, their perspective and God, I hope that never happens to me or anybody that is close, close to me that I love. Right. Uh, but I know as long as I keep my brain and my spirit, I'm good. Hmm. Okay. Um, or at least I'll figure out how to be good. Sure. The, uh, so is, you know, that's that think and grow rich, right? That's mm-hmm. that thinking part of it. Yeah. Um, in regards to like podcast, that type of thing. I would say Tim Ferriss. And the okay. reason why I say Tim Ferriss is because what Tim's superpower is, is similar to what my superpower is on different levels, which, um, which is to so simply study success hmm. and emulate it when you, when, you know, when, when it's appropriate. Sure. Okay. And so, so for me, it's, it's understanding that success leaves clues as, and so does failure. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to lead an ignorant life, which means that I'm not going to take the time to actually observe the clues, right. then it's sort of a crapshoot. Right. Sure. Right. It's like, it's just a life by default, like throw a, throw a dart behind your back and, and wherever it lands is going to be where it lands. Yep. Okay. Um, it, it could be good. Right. But it could just, it could just as easily be, be bad. For sure. And so it's about studying like people that lived before us and then taking out from them. If, if, if I, if I can be like them and then I do the actions that they do, then I can receive the results that they have. Well said. Okay. And so it's, it's like understanding. And when I say be, um, which will tr- transition into mentors uh-huh. and I have two mentors and neither of them know that they're my mentor. Ah, okay. Interesting. All right. Adam Hergenrother and Ben Kinney. Hmm. Okay. And I, I've years ago, I didn't meet, I didn't know either one of them. I've met them both, mm-hmm. you know, casually. Sure. Right. You know, um, but I was intentional to do that. Hmm. And, um, and so anyway, so, so the reason, so, so it goes back into that, that B. So sure. the first step when I'm looking at these individuals, the reason why they're my mentors without, that relationship, right? It's just right. about like, I'm going to observe what they're doing and it's going to start with who are they being? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 you know, like even to their environment, right. You know, when they're working, are they standing up? Like, you know, are, you know, what is their environment? You know, I went up to Vermont to meet with Adam to look at his environment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Like, like literally like, what is your environment? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a glass of water on your desk? Okay. Like down to that level of who are you being and then looking at at the actions that you're taking. Now, uh, granted, you may be in a different life and I'm in a different place than the two of them are. Right. So then when you're looking at the actions that they're taking, you have to see what's appropriate for where you are in your life. Mm -hmm. Yet then you get the results, you know, which are going to be, you know, relatively close. Sure. Um, You know, so those, those are the two mentors. And then going back to the Tim Ferriss and the models, Hmm. It's a, that would be an example of sitting there saying, okay, well, there are models of success. Correct. All right. Now that business models of business success does not also mean that those individuals would be models of, you know, spiritual sense or relationship Mm -hmm. sense or health sense. Right. They could be. 
Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I, I intended to emulate Adam because from the outside and I'm not judging his insides by his outsides. Sure. But it appears <laughs> that he has a good relationship with his wife. Sure. It appears that he's healthy. I know he've, he does uh, Ironman, right? Sure. Which by the way, I've done, you know, the mini uh, triathlons. Oh, love right? it. To yeah. emulate, right? Because I'm like, hey, if that's what he's doing, that's what I'm going to do. Very cool. Right. And, you know, down to that level. Um, <laughs> You know, so so even taking like just not like business, mm. but also looking at, you know, and again, it's all just perception. But guess sure. what? If he's a crappy dude, who cares? Because for me as a mentor, it's about sitting there saying if he was a spiritual person, mm-hmm. right? If he was good to his wife, what would he do? Right. Right. Because it's all imagination anyways. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, you don't know what's going on in somebody else's mind. You sure can just don't. observe. Yeah. Right. And so that, that would be my take on, on, uh, on mentors and podcasts and books. Wow. I, I mean, but Dan, I, I love the fact that you're taking it from so many different sources. And when you're talking about, you know, the physical reading of books and, you know, talking about audio and podcasts, but then emulation and mentorships, you're taking it to another level, which I think so many of us really need to dissect and look further into uh, is that emulation portion and picking and choosing segments of, you know, our, our physicality, our spirituality, our relationships and our business. Sometimes you can emulate all of those into one, but you pick and choose, but you create the best ver as you said earlier, the best version of yourself and really just progress and evolve through your life. And you're not going to do it all at once, but it's that consistent amount of action on a regular basis. And some people would say massive amounts of consistency will get you there. It, it's all relative, but I think that that's the truth. And everything that you've been saying there some and more is just hugely applicable for everybody who's watching or listening and the takeaways and just thought processes. I mean, I, I just love the fact that you're real and you went there, Dan, and I love it. This information, I know everybody's freaking out on this and I think it's great. Uh, I do want to go into one final question. Sure. And this ends up being a quote. Are we going to dig another hole here? I mean, how far, how this many carpets are going to be pulled out from this, me here? This is the last on, carpet. Greg. This is the last carpet. I, I swear. I swear it comes into it. So um, it, it's, it's got to be the quote or mantra. And, and, and you've said so many beautiful things already, but sure. something you live by, something that represents you and, and what does that look like for you and to your life and, and what you represent out there in the community, Dan? Um, you know, there's so many. It really, truly is. What comes to my mind immediately would be, uh, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Hmm. You know, again, it's consistent with the belief. Yep. Um, never, never, never give up. I would Love just it. put about, about another 87 nevers on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's great. With the caveat, never, 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 never give up. Hmm. Unless if it's something you, you should give up. Well said. Okay. Well so said. There, there's a little, little asterisk mm-hmm. on that. Yep. Um, and so that there would be uh, two things that, that sort of jump into my mind. Oh, Dan, I gosh, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this, this has just been an absolute pleasure and an honor. And, and again, every time I get to talk to you and hang out with you, Dan, it's just the best day. It truly is. And, and uh, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time. It was an honor to have you on the show, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I do need to say you're an official real estate Titan. So that is the thing. I definitely hey! need to that out there. It's official, everybody. Do I get a pin? 
Yeah. Gosh, no pins, no trophies <clears throat> yet. No, no, no documentation. I need to work on that. I need to step right, it up. You, you'd think episode 185 would be there by now. What, what's wrong with me? But uh, Dan, thank you again. And, and everybody, thank you as always for your time, attention, love and support. If you like here what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Linebolt Media. If you are in real estate, you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally to the highest levels, really talking about automation, uh, really getting massive amounts of exposure to your current markets and generate high value clients, visit lionboltmedia.com. We are here live every Tuesday on Real Estate Titans, every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Dan. My pleasure.